Sports Podcast, boys. Episode 60. Yes, sir. Episode 60. What a milestone, man. You know what it is. It is your man. Keep it Lou with my guy. Keep it Juan. How are we doing? Good, sir. I'm doing very well. How are you doing, sir? I uh, can't hold it, man. Can't complain. You know, I'm over here with my, uh, if they want a sponsor, um, adult beverage, Michelob Bocha. I'm trying to watch my, my calories and my carbs. I typically go the water route, but today I got myself a nice little lemonade here. Oh, okay. What, what, what type of lemonade? Uh, so, hey, 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 yo, you, if you don't, if you never heard the, you know, the saying, um, the, the type of lemonade is what, is what describes a person type of lemonade uh, they drink. No, well, this doesn't describe me, but it's the public's brand. You know, I, I, I keep it, I keep it, I keep it simple, man. You know, hey, bro, those but public, yo, what's good? Yeah, no, I was gonna say, but I mean, Publix lemonade or juices, natural juices are delicious alongside their subs. So I, I ain't knocking it. But hey, make a little ultra, come holla. Um, anyways, damn, bro, <laughs> episode sixty. Um, last episode, um, which was episode fifty nine, we had a very special guest, friend of the show. We could arguably say now, Bill Burgos, former NBA strength and conditioning coach. Um, we hope that you guys appreciated it, enjoyed it, uh, a lot of insight, um, you know, got to know in the background of a NBA strength and conditioning coach the day by day. So we want to thank him again for his time, you know. Um, so, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we were said that we were going to release an episode the week after, but, you know, we COVID hit. So, you know, I want to for me, I want to say happy belated anniversary to um our good friend here keep it one him and his beautiful wife had a nice beautiful vacation how was your vacation brother oh man it was great i, I you're looking to have me back man just just keep it just keep it that way this close to staying in cancun bro oh bro well yeah i'm kind of glad you came back i mean we could so, we could have done a remote over there in cancun yeah that's that is, i don't know about that <laughs> No, man, but it was a hell of a time, man. I appreciate it. You know, like you already know, last year I wasn't able to make the trip. Uh, but this year, you know, it was all in God's plan. So it was all worth the wait, man. And very well deserved, very well needed. Uh, but no, I am happy to do number 60 this week. Um, uh, I thought of getting a player that was born number 60, but I just couldn't find anybody, man. No NBA players, no NFL players. There was one guy I saw. I can't remember his name, but he didn't even have a picture. So we're just going to call this episode uh, the Stephen Curry 2.0. How about that? Yeah, that? That works. That works. That works? Okay right, man, man, man. Yeah, especially for the fact, um, speaking of Stephen Curry, shout out to Stephen Curry, who uh, his college, Davidson, his alma mater, did yes. retire his jersey today. Congrats, bro. Congrats. That's to the to the best shooter of all time. All time. So, man, that's, um, we are not going to start off with basketball. Just wanted to give Steph a shout out for the <laughs> episode 2.0 and for him getting his jersey retired over there at Davidson. But we are going to start with some football because – the NFL season da, da, is, da, 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 that da, thing is literally da, da. creeping down your window. So it's right around da, the corner da, da, September eleventh, right? If I'm not da, mistaken, da, September eleventh. As you hear Juan in the background, da, da, he's excited. Da, da. We're ready. 
for NFL football to begin. So it's right around the corner. I believe yesterday was the uh, last day for teams to drop down the rosters to 53 men. In my hey, you know what? It, you know what it means when football season's coming? What? Fantasy football time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming up, man. Coming up. We got draft tomorrow, by the way, for y'all that are listening. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah, better, get your, better get better get your mock drafts on because yeah, I completely forgot that we're doing that sh- that shit tomorrow. <laughs> you better remember. But I'm glad that you reminded me because I ain't got shit going on around the time that I'm sure we're gonna do it. So Damn, I should have just stayed quiet, bro. Yeah, I know you should have. But I mean, we're gonna we were gonna remind everybody in the group chat at some point. Yeah, Somebody yeah. was, so it's all good. Um, best of luck to you in the draft, by the way. You, you too, um, man. You too. Not even that. Oh, let me also let me also note that I noticed that we're finally. I think it's been. A while since the last time it was like this, but we're finally not in the same conference. Thank God, I'm, I was trying to open your ass, man. Oh, how did I mean? I I fell for that one. I fell for that one. I knew we were gonna say some stupid. Shit. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, fantasy football for all yous that uh, like doing and enjoy doing fantasy football with friends, family, coworkers, whatever. So we're excited, alongside just actually watching real football. So then. Uh, yes, what what do you what do you want to start with, man? I mean, um, the fifty three men roster is officially set for every uh, every NFL team, if I'm not mistaken. By now, a lot mm-hmm. of players were cut, a lot of shocking cuts, um, and releases. So, um, man, I, if you don't mind, um, I would like to just get it out of the way, just because it's been a looming thing all NFL offseason. and that is the Deshaun Watson situation. It's official. Listen, we're gonna talk about this. But it's gonna be quick, man, because I don't want I don't want to waste this episode on this guy, man. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's just the fact that last time that we we I think we talked about Deshaun Watson or the Browns. We just talked about the fact that he got traded there. There was no official set suspension even before he initially got the six game suspension, but it ended up going bumping up to eleven. So he got uh he's gonna miss a good chunk of the season a crucial part of the season and as of right now their official starting quarterback for the start of this NFL season is Jacoby Brissett what are your feelings on the Cleveland Browns with that offense with Jacoby Brissett being the guy with the ball uh do you think that they could get still be within playoff contention by the time Deshaun Watson comes back so the first couple of games are actually very well, like pretty much winnable for the Browns. So I say they can get a a, a good start, maybe a, a five and one, six and one, um, you know, start. I think I think they will still have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying they will have a chance. Brissett and no scrub. He's a, he's a pretty damn good uh, yeah. backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. um, he can step in, in in crucial times. So I'm not knocking them down. Especially when they don't have the headache of um, um, a Baker Mayfield, um, you know they don't have that drama and, and all that shit. So I think I think if they just play football and they do what they gotta do, I think they can be in contention. Not saying they will make it, but I think they will be in contention possibly for a wild card spot. Huh. But by the time Deshaun Watson comes back, are you saying when it's all said and done? Whenever uh, he does come back. Well, no, no. Obviously, like I said, when Deshaun Watson, if 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 they're in position. So let's say they're two games behind from the wild card, last wild card spot. When Deshaun Watson comes back, they'll have a chance. Okay. Uh, but like I said, Deshaun Watson is gonna have to adapt very quickly. Oh yeah, um, and very little time. So, well, good. Is it, is it also is, too? Is it going to happen? Most likely not. They probably won't make the playoffs. But is it? Is it? Is it? Is it 
impossible, I would say no. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I, I say the same thing. I mean, will is Jacoby Brissett the ideal guy that you want to start the season with? No, knowing oh. that you got a guy like Deshaun Watson, right? But he can't play. He can't, you know, he's suspended. But um, he's also another key note with the fact of his suspension now is that he's not even allowed to, you know, be in contact with the Browns in, in the sense of practicing, traveling, or anything like that. I think until, uh, if I'm not mistaken, November 11th. Now, do you think 11 games was enough? I honestly, I, I, I mean, I don't want to go say, too much into I it. Say, I say no. No, well, uh, no, I say, I say, I don't want to get too much into like the the reasoning because we all know why, and I don't want to go into like that because we don't want to you you like you said I don't want to spend too much time with it. But I honestly believe that the six games was enough. That that's my that's my that's my look on it. Um, I have my- a lot of key. Re- I have a lot of reasons why, and and if you're if you really read about the story, um, yes, like, you know, the situation is, uh, I'm, I don't condone and all that stuff, but there's all, if you read deeper into it, there's a lot of actual facts that, you know, what it was, it was a lot of consensual shit. So I'm not, I don't want to go too much into it. Like I said, I just think the sixth game was enough. The, and if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that the reason why he ended up getting 11 versus staying up with the six was because him and his team, you know, uh, decided to appeal the suspension. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, correct? So the NFL, the NFL, the NFL. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I believe the NFL was the one that actually raised it up because they thought that four games wasn't enough. Hmm. But I, I could be wrong. But my point, yeah, I mean, is, either either my, one of us could be wrong. My point, know. my point is, I, I, it's not so much about that, and it's not so much about what he did. It's about other factors that go into it. You got other players that actually, you know, abuse the women or abuse kids, and they get suspended for three or four games. You got others that that bet on bet on a game, and they get suspended for a, a whole season. Yeah, I mean the whole. So, so like you, you gotta find a balance between everything, and I just think six games wasn't enough. I think eleven games is getting better. But if you're gonna go eleven games, you might as well just suspend the guy for the whole season. Like, well, yeah, no, point, that I agree. Yeah, if it's eleven at games, at this point, like, at this point, just suspend him for the season, and just start out fresh, twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. He's still, he's still this this year. He's getting paid still off that old contract with the with the Texans, right? His uh, new contract don't kick in until next season, right? But he he won't he won't get um he won't get paid for the next the next uh, eleven games. Well, right, but I'm saying like the remaining of the season, whenever he does, whenever he does come out of the suspension, I think it's still the the Texans is uh like you know that contract that he's getting paid from. So, yeah, I, I it goes back to the whole thing of if you're gonna spend the guy for eleven games, which is basically more than way more than half the season. That's like about you could easily say between seventy five to seventy nine percent of the year. So might as well keep him out the whole year, make an example out of it, right? If you are going that route. Not that I agree. I said, like I said, six games to me was enough. But and 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 you and you just have him miss the whole year. You're, he's not coming out of like yes, he's coming out of your cap, but it's not the the massive contract that he's he, that they gave him when he did get traded there. You know what I mean? Because that was shocking for everybody. Even the fact that he got an extension without even putting the pads on yet. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. so um, going back to their schedule, you know, they're that. Yeah, the first they, four games are winnable. Oh, easily. I mean, the Carolina Panthers one to me would probably be the, and maybe the Steelers might be the only, just because of that rivalry. Um, and it goes deeper 
outside of the whole Deshaun Watson scenario and Jacoby Brissett. It's just that rivalry that they have with Pittsburgh. But, yeah, I mean, Carolina and Pittsburgh are, to me, the only games that maybe they'll lose. But once they start hitting week five and on, it's it's all good That's luck, what I'm buddy. saying. If they're able to go up maybe five and one, maybe get lucky and win six and one, and then lose two or three in a row, they can live with right. that. Yeah, yeah, they'll be all right because, I mean, with all fairness, everything aside, Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback, um, and he has the weapons over there in Cleveland. You know what I mean? I, well, I, I'm, I'm reserved when it comes to being great. Um, I wouldn't consider him a great quarterback. I mean, maybe I I would consider him – I would consider an above-average quarterback, but not great. He's not in a great conversation. I mean, shit, is it safe to say that the Saints were – if Jameis Winston would have never got hurt, the Saints were in contention for a wild-card spot? Or they probably would have made it in the wild card. Who the Saints? Yeah, the the way they were playing when Jam- before Jameis got hurt. Yeah, but I want to say Jameis is great. No, I know, but Jameis is average. Of course. So if Deshaun Watson is above average with a way better team on offense, I think that he's like that's just gonna make him look amazing. You know what I'm saying? He's still in shape because you can see it. Um, you know, th- those few snaps that he had during that preseason game in Jacksonville, he looked fine. He looked like he didn't miss a beat. Obviously, you're still, you're still getting that connection with your team on a real field with that atmosphere. So, yes, of course, it no, doesn't matter how long you've been in the league. I, I still say either either um, either either the, either um, Deshaun Watson was healthy or not healthy, they're still the third-best team in that division. Oh. So, being the third-best team in that division, you're either way – you're shooting for a walker spot. Are you shooting for that first walker spot or the second walker spot? That's the question. Yeah, that only I mean, depending on injuries on the other team, because they're not better teams. than the Bengals and they're not def- and definitely not better than the Ravens. So. Right. Yeah, but I mean, when it comes to the both of those teams that you just mentioned, it, it, it takes a lot when it comes. Like you know, those teams have high expectations. Of course, the Bengals because they just finished coming out of the Super Bowl. Um, the excitement of Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow, and then of course the Baltimore Ravens. With just the you know the showstopper and Lamar Jackson and the whole cloud that's hovering that's that situation of him with a contract extension, which it doesn't look like he's even gonna do one because he said it, if they don't agree to something before the year, he don't want to have no no contract negotiations during the season. So, but I say that to say it's all based off in like health uh, like availability for the Bengals and the. Baltimore Ravens because both team, teams are injury prone. If the Browns could stay healthy, you know, before Deshaun Watson comes back, and if he comes back and he just starts killing it, it could make it could be it could make up for a crazy ending of the year story, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, that offense is still it's still on paper. It's still still good. Still like a fun team to watch. I mean, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. We all know about Nick Chubb. Amari Cooper. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, the list goes on and on. I mean, um, David uh, Njoku, so in that in that defense. We already know about the Brownies' defense, Miles Garrett. So first game against the Carolina Panthers in Cleveland. That should be fun. Yeah, uh, they, should win. they should win that game. Yeah, they should. But, I mean, according to Baker Mayfield, uh, he's going to fuck, em, fuck, fuck up the Browns. Did you see that? I did hear that, but um... I don't agree with him. <laughs> I don't agree with him. That's still, that, that, that's still up in the air to see how that pans out. I'll have to see before I believe it. But, man, do you believe enough... in, Do you believe in, real quick, before we move on to what you were going to move on to, do you, uh, do you believe that Baker Mayfield 
has the intangibles and the and the weapons to uh, turn his career around over there in Carolina, or do you I think, think he's he, still going to be? I think him as a player, he has what it takes to be successful in this league. What I don't believe is that he has the right team to be successful in this league. If you get what I'm saying, him yeah, as a player, him as a player, I don't have nothing against him. I actually, I actually like him more than a lot of people put hate on him, right? But in regards to the team he has set around him, aside from Christian McCaffrey, that team is horrible. I mean, DJ Moore, he just that doesn't have horrible. a good. He just hasn't had. He just hasn't has a, uh, a reliable. That quarterback. team, that team is horrible. You're right. Because I mean, they, they, I mean, it is like when with the positions that matter to make that those guys that are good on offense look good, they don't have those guys. It's not even that they don't have the defense to stop all the teams. Well, exactly my point. That's what I'm saying. Like the guys so that they you can't need... outscore, you can't outscore, and then you're playing from behind because your freaking defense can't stop the other teams. Yeah, and not so even that, but Christian just... McCaffrey can't, hasn't been healthy in the past two years, and before he yeah. got hurt, he was con- hey, arguably hey, the best. I expect a league. big season from McCaffrey this season. Say what? I expect the big season from McCaffrey this year. I'm not knocking safe to him. Say, safe to say, I know who you're drafting. If I have a chance to draft him, I will. <laughs> you better draft that dude in the fucking like ninth <laughs> round, bro. Why? I'm just, I wouldn't pick him up in the like as like uh, the first five rounds. You kidding me? Christian McCaffrey? No, bro, I would not. Christian McCaffrey's gonna be gone in the first three picks. How much you want to bet? Well, whoever picks him up is you better have a lot of hope for that man to stay healthy. He's ranked number two in ESPN still top one hundred. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that are ranked a certain high, like a high amount in ESPN. But it's ESPN. You you know that you only go off hype. So, all right, bro. Anyways, we'll go see. on to where you. Let's move on to the next one. What you got? I I, I just want to talk about another team in that division, man. I'm tired about the Panthers. I don't want to talk about the Browns. Let's talk about the Buccaneers. Woo! Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before we get into what we expect for the season for the Bucks, now that they cut their roster down to 53, I do want to talk just quickly, quickly about the Tom Brady situation. Um, it's not really a situation. He just missed 11 days due to some personal reasons. And, you know, of course, the media overhypes it and, and they want to accuse him for missing, that it's going to affect him in the season, that it's going to affect him the way he plays, that it's not fair that he gets that that to go home. First of all, it was an excusable absence. As we all know, when this is excusable, that means that he ran it by the team and that, that he got excused. That goes with, it. That goes with any job in, in America. That's the first thing. The second thing yeah. is that the guy's been playing for over 20 years. I think he deserves to take 11 days off, man. I think he's earned that right. He is the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time. 11 days won't do him anything. You saw him. He came back into 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 a training camp, and he was the number one guy already there. Like uh, The moment he walks in, he earns that respect. Like, oh, yeah. 11 days, not a, not a huge deal. People are making it seem bigger than what it is. This is not a story. This is just people want to make a story out of it. Um, but I want to take your. Th- I want to. I want to see what you have to say about it real quick, and then let's go into the roster. Yeah. No. I mean, um, it, I. Th- I just think that it, again, it goes back to what you said. The, the media just tries to hype it up. You know, um, this old media is is just r- fishing and reaching for a story. You know, I have my. I have my personal opinion on why um, he wanted to do this, and people tend to forget. When the first the news broke out that he was gonna miss these games, and he missed he missed I think was like the last two days of training camp before the first game of the preseason, and came back two days or three days prior to the last game of preseason. So, um, again, eleven days. Um, apparently, he was out with his family somewhere, and he deserves that right, like what you said. 
but when the initial news broke out, they said it was on his absence, like you said. And then also, this was planned before, right when he called Jason Jason Light and told him that he was he wanted to come back. So this was something that was planned before he even de- decided on wanting to make a comeback. Listen, I'd rather him miss eleven days than miss the rest of his career. That we is, got to, I preach it, we got to the preach point. It. We got we got to the point that we almost lost the man. Yeah, bro, and I was scared. Let him take eleven days off. I was like, oh man, you know what? I'm. I guess I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna force myself to go negative on my account if I had to to go watch a fucking Tom Brady game live this season. But if I have to now, I'm doing it just for you, Tom. Just for you. Yeah, uh, eleven. I, I think. I think I can, I can excuse it for eleven days. Oh, bro, I, bro, look, and and it was such perfect timing. This is fucking preseason, bro. It's fucking preseason. And 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 I and also aside from the fact of him missing missing eleven games. Them versus not being there at all. The fact that he, even if you would have given him that like two snaps a game or whatever in the preseason, those one or two snaps could have been a career threatening injury or a season lingering injury where he probably would have regretted on coming back. And it would have been like, it would have been pointless from, from jump. So people need to need to think about that on that front. Obviously Bucks fans don't care. I believe they feel the same way that we do at this point. So you know the media is always trying to make a story out of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly don't care for it. I'm just ready for this season. Like how you said, talking about the roster now. Um, <laughs> I, it, I'll just set it off with the the fact of the roster side, um, aspect side of the the books. Well, Bruce Arians came out today saying um, <laughs> this is the best roster that he's seen since he's been with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're gonna talk about rosters, but uh, let me get your take on that. Like, what what do you think after hearing it, Bruce Arians come out today saying that? So we gotta look at the keywords. He didn't say this was the best team that he's ever had. He said this is the most talented. Talented, team. talented, talented. My bad. So so if we're talking about talent, yes, I agree with him. I agree with him. This is the most talented team that we had. You gotta give us a why. The reason why. Because you have arguably one of the best receivers of all time that just signed with the team. Maybe not at this point in his career, but throughout his career, you gotta admit that he's one of the, the one of the best to ever make it in Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Chris Godwin is expected to possibly be back by, by week one. So this Hopefully. is this is the strongest wide receiver core you're gonna have that you've had as the Buccaneers, um, as the Buccaneers uh coach or whatever he's a GM now but um in his, in his time in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this is the best wide receiver core that he's had yeah Jalen okay. Darden Jalen Darden from Darden this year too. uh-huh Darden on, on the return and on the return and wide receiver yep yep um so special teams you have a great you have a good team um on defense you actually you can say your defense got a little bit better more more they got younger more um you can say more explosive because, yeah, they, they lost some key veterans and, and, and Sue, um, JPP, but they got a lot younger. Yeah. Younger, they got a lot with younger, too. a lot faster. Um, you get in another year under, uh, under, um, under Devin White. Um, Vita Vea. Uh, Vita, yeah, Vita Vea. I mean, so, you know who I'm excited for with that D line after such a great, uh, he had a, to me, he had an excellent rookie year. It could have not went no better, especially you being a rookie coming into a, a championship team like that with Tom Brady and you making an impact right away was uh, Tyron. Yeah. You know what I yep. mean? I mean? So I'm expecting, I mean, he's going to be a key part of that D line too. So I'm excited. I hope that he develops 
as fast and as good as Vita Vea did in the D line. Yeah, and, and the the only the only big part aside from Sue and aside from JVP, their biggest loss was Gronk. Right? right, we can all agree it was Gronk. One hundred percent. Um, that might might hurt the Buccaneers, but when you're talking about most talented team, I still think with the weapons that you got aside from Gronk, you're still talented. Like you didn't get. I mean, you got Kyle Rudolph. He's not. He's not. He's not great. Like like. Yeah, but Gronk. he's not a scrub either. Well, yeah. he can fill in the spot. Yeah. And you still get you still have Bray, who has already a connection with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You got another year of Leonard Fournette, who I expect big things from this season. Oh yeah, he seems to me off interviews, the way how he was like on the sideline during the preseason games, he looks like he's ready. He looks like yeah. he wants to. He wants to prove a lot of people wrong. And I'm Listen, excited you, to see it. On, on the wide receivers alone, oh, and they picked up a key Hicks. Yeah, I was, I just, I was just gonna. Uh, yeah, I was gonna wait for you to like. Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks, another another vet. Yes, the injury side. I mean, the the health side of things with um, Akeem Hicks. That is a big question mark. But again, there's a different aroma. There's a different vibe when you play with a guy like Tom Brady. When you play with a guy like Mike Evans, Le- Levante David, vets like that. Leonard Fournette, shit, he's a vet. So like, you know, you you. There's a different vibe in that facility. I'm sure. That Akeem Hicks is feeling and it, it it's it's pumping his juices, man. He's ready. He, he's ready to make a comeback. I mean, am I expecting for him to be a key part of that D line? No, I'm expecting him to, be, him to be a key part in that locker room. So that is that is my reason why. Yeah. Everything we just mentioned, that was my reason why. My reason why I would even doubt that he's correct is because of the loss of Ryan Jensen. And the, but that's not that's not but that's not off anything. That's just off injury, and it fucking right, sucks. right. And, but, and 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 injuries. It's an unlucky thing. It's an unlucky thing, but it's part of the game, and you gotta accept what happens out of it. So when you're talking about the most talented roster, yes, and on paper you have the most talented roster, but is it the best team that's gonna lead you to a championship? That's where I have my questions because you need when you have a 42 year old quarterback, you need to protect them. Yeah. You need to protect them. And Ryan Jensen is his man. That's his center. Lucky for us, we picked up um we could this kid from uh from the Patriots last year. Oh, Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason. So that should help out a little bit on the offensive line. But who's gonna be that man on the center? Yeah. Because I believe his backup, the uh Jensen's backup got hurt too. Yeah, he did, and he's officially out for like the whole. Um, oh no, he's que- he's hurt, but he's only questionable. They they said that um that he's likely ready for week one. You talk about uh, Hainsey, right? Robert Hainsey. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The backup center, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Robert Robert Hainsey. Yep. I don't know, man. Um, I I, I, mean, I, I don't disagree even, with his take. I don't you, disagree you with forgot- his take. You forgot about another. You forgot another about another um another guy that we that we got on the wide receiving um core now and in that in that in that film room and that's uh Russell Gage man. Oh, true, true. That's another. That's another guy that can come in. Be is that he great. healthy? It, um, he's questionable, but he's he. They said that he's he could possibly be ready for week one as well. Okay. So it, it's it's all getting these guys ready. It's preseason, like how you said, it, it's football. It happens. So there's a lot of guys that are dinged up, but it it, it never usually stops these guys in football. And football, now, if you're, I, if you're I didn't hear what up, you. I didn't hear what you had to think about that. Do you agree with him or no? I, I wouldn't. I, I would say like, when it, if the word is talent, if that's if he meant it truly by talent, because you know, he, but it's BA man. I don't think BA sugarcoats, and he doesn't like people reading between the lines. He's he's that straightforward guy. So if he meant talent, he meant talent. So 
talent-wise, yes. Because everything that we talked about, so I'm not going to repeat it, but other guys like that we didn't talk about, like Russell Gage, um, it, it, another guy that could come in too that played really good and had that good connection with Tom Brady towards the end of the year was uh, uh, Cyril Grayson Jr. Remember? Yep. Another wide receiver. I don't think we cut him. They still have Scotty Miller too. He's still there. Yeah, he's still there. Scotty Miller, another guy that has that connection with Tom. That was a part of that uh, that uh, championship Super Bowl team. We uh-huh. we picked up uh, safety uh, Keanu Neal, another guy, another vet that can come in and have a career uh, career turnaround. So another guy that concerns me with the offensive line that's hurt is uh, Aaron Steiny. True. Yeah. That's another guy. You know what I'm saying? So it go. That's the, again. It, it, I agree with every little thing. I don't disagree with nothing. I have nothing else to like. You know, debate with you with, but I agree with you. That's the only thing that's scaring me or freaking me out is that offensive line because we need. That's what you need with a guy like Tom Brady with his age. He does. He hates getting hit. He hates it. But maybe if he does get hit a few. I mean, times, who likes to get hit? Huh? Who likes to get hit? Well, nobody. But I'm saying, but like Tom Brady is just you. You know, it's been through years. He hates to get. He hates to get sacked. Just for the fact that it just obviously puts them back, and he he hates that. He Tom Brady doesn't like coming coming from behind. You know what I'm saying? He just likes he just wants to move the ball down the field. And with the with the weapons that he has, he could do it. That offensive line just needs to step up. Hopefully, all these guys get um healthy quick. They never said anything how long Ryan Jensen's going to be out for, right? Um, I mean he's officially they didn't say like how long. Then I don't think they've announced how long he's out, but he's going to start out, which and- kind of scares me. He's gonna start out in, in the, the IR. in the IR, which means he's gonna be at least out for eight at least weeks. six, either six or eight weeks, at least the minimum. Hey, look, all I know is that Ryan Jensen's always that guy that gets hurt, comes back, and makes an immediate impact. So, if it is 10, 11 games, I mean, um, six, eight games, hopefully, once he gets back, and we're you know, obviously, we're we're gunning for the gunning for the number one spot in the NFC. But hopefully, when he comes back, he just makes that immediate impact right away. Julio Jones. I just love that pickup too. I mean, honestly, Julio Jones could be our version of what we did with um, Antonio Brown when we got him. Good. Easily. You know what I mean? What? 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 Who's to say? Who's to say that Julio Jones doesn't have the intangibles to turn his career around how Antonio Brown did when he got here? Um, I mean, age is a it's a difference. It's a different factor here as well. Did you um, have you seen him look any? Have you seen him? I mean, yes, he's lost the beat, right? But right, but you, but you can't compare their style of games. Like, like uh, Antonio Brown has always depended, and he still has the skills to do it. I just don't. I, I I'm not taking nothing from Julio Jones. Don't get me wrong. I think Julio Jones can turn his career around, or his, you know, what the last few years around, and go back to the not maybe the old Julio Jones, but at least. Part you can see part of it, right? I'll tell you this: he'll be better than what he was for um, uh, over for there the, in uh, Tennessee. Well, I would hope so. I mean, if if we if we get anything close to what we got in Tennessee, we're in trouble. Yeah, big time. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, but I'm I'm just here looking at the the first couple of games of the season. The Cowboys, I mean, I pray I if we lose that game, I'm gonna be pissed. Then we play the Saints. That should be a competitive game. Saints always tend to to have us, but. Um, I think we should win. win we, have a, we have a uh, we have a uh, a challenging first um first four games, bro, to start the year. But, I mean, if I'm gonna keep it a whole buck fifty with you, it's uh we could if we're not on our piece and cues, we could easily go two and two, maybe even fucking like 
<laughs> Honestly, bro, we could even go. You we think could so? even go one and three. You think so? Yeah, bro. Yeah, and and the reason why I say that is literally only because of the offensive line, and because of all like the the rest of these lingering injuries. Hopefully, all these guys that are just questionable or whatever like that. They play week one, but the offensive line also that that's what scares me. Dallas, I think we can win that game easy. New Orleans, how you said, competitive game. Green Bay, you can never. Same with Tom, you can never count out Aaron Rodgers. I I, I think I can count him out this year, bro. If, I mean, if the, hey, that you can, but you gotta. Re- I respect Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't matter whether he I has respect a weapon with Aaron like a main weapon. I respect Aaron Rodgers, but you put Michael Jordan in in the freaking um. Give me a give me a bad team in the NBA right now. The Thunder. The Thunder. You put Michael Jordan in the Thunder, the Thunder ain't winning the championship. <laughs> well, I mean, probably not, but... That's what I'm saying. You can have Aaron Rodgers, who's probably the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, but this is not, but but this is not talking this, about winning champions. This, this, is, is talking about, this is talking about just like a regular week three regular season matchup. I, I think the... And, and in Tampa, I think the Bucks have that one, man. I mean, it, it could be. But what I'm saying is, is that that could be... It, that's a possibility of an L. That's why I said we could go two and two. But maybe I personally believe the match the Kansas the, City the too. That Kansas City game is scary. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think the Buccaneers start six and one, and then it'll get difficult with the Ravens. What's the, the loss Rams. in Kansas with Kansas City? Kansas City. You're just saying that because you like Patrick Mahomes. No, I just think that that'll be a the, after the of the first seven games. That's our toughest. That's our toughest game. Cowboys, I ain't worried about. Saints, I ain't worried about. I mean, the Saints, I'm a little worried about. That's probably gonna be. If we do five and two, then they'll probably be the Saints. That would be my second loss. That's crazy that you're more worried about the Saints than you are Green Bay. I am because I think the Saints have a better team than the Packers. <laughs> well, I guess I guess we'll definitely find out towards the end of the year where they're sitting at. I I think I think they have a better team. But I mean, honestly, bro. But I mean, if you keep looking down the, the keep looking down the schedule, we this year we got a we got a huge test this year. We play a lot of teams that we haven't played since Tom Brady has been there. Um, we haven't played Pittsburgh. Since Tom's been there, we haven't played Baltimore, we haven't played Seattle. I, mean, I ain't worried about Seattle at all. I ain't at worried all. about Seattle. I ain't worried about Pittsburgh. But um, I mean, we play we play Los Angeles here in in, in Tampa, which should definitely I am, be fun. I am worried about LA. Yeah, but it should definitely be fun because I, like last year when we played them, I think we what we played them twice, right? We played them in the regular season and then we also played them in the um, NFC Championship game, and I think both games were in LA, right? I don't think they came last year. No, the. the... The game was in Tampa, bro. Was it? Yeah, we lost in Tampa. Huh. Yeah. All right, well, regardless that was, of that, lost that was a heartbreaker, bro. That was we, a heartbreaker. We, we um, were playing Arizona, who we haven't played. We haven't played Cincinnati. So, and what? And let me see. Week 14, we got San Fran. I don't think we've played them since Tom has been there. If I'm not, I, don't, I don't remember. So, I believe we have everybody that made it to the conference championships last year. We have yeah, the, the Bengals, yeah. the Bengals and the Niners. Yep. And then Bengals. we have the and Rams. Rams. Who did the Rams play? Wait, what do you mean? Who the Rams? I mean, play? not the Rams. Who, who did the Who did the Bengals play? The Rams. No, no, no. In the in the AFC Championship. Oh, the wasn't it the Packers? AFC. No, 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 no. It was Kansas City. No. Was it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah we, it was KC. So we play everybody, and we play everybody that played in the conference championships last year. Or it could have been Green Bay. No, no, no. Green, no, Green, Green Bay is NFC. Yeah, yeah. We, we it was it was it was 49ers because 49ers beat the Packers. Then the 49ers um played the Rams, which the Rams won. 
And then right, the, yes, the that's a- what it was. The 49ers. And then the AFC, the AFC was the Chiefs and and the uh, and the Bengals. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a, we have a, regardless or not, bro. Regardless, whether you think, oh no, with this team we win or whatever, we have a test this year. This is probably one of the biggest tests that Tom Brady has had since he's been with this team, with the injuries, with the guy, the main pieces that he's lost, um, these new guys coming in here, vets that you know when they were you know, in their prime, they were beasts, but now they're coming towards like, you know, the tail end of their careers, like Julio Jones, uh, Keem Higgs, guys like that. So it's a huge test this year, man. What do you think? What do you think about the Logan Hall cut? It shocked me. Honestly, I was excited. Uh, Not Logan Hall, Logan Ryan. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Logan Hall. Um, No, it excited me when we first signed him, you know, I mean, uh, again, a vet, but a guy who's, he's a, he's a relatively young vet and a guy that I think just, has with the injuries and then going to the systems that weren't for him. I just think that uh, that's the reason why you haven't really heard his name that much. But I felt like here he could have changed his career around. You know, he could have turned it around for sure. He obviously would have played second fiddle to um, Antoine Winfield for sure. Yeah. So, but still, they could have definitely played together like in certain in certain formations, in certain um, playmaking calls. So, I it, it, I hope they bring him back. There's a lot of rumors that saying that both there's the possibility is to bring him back, but I don't know how soon that's going to happen. Was I think there was like, well, the deadline was, what, today for the cutting of the well, roster, right? Well, the deadline was the deadline was yesterday. Yesterday, okay. But but they're saying that they can sign him as soon as today because he doesn't have to go, by him being a veteran, he doesn't have to go through waivers. Through waivers, yeah. Meaning that once they put Ryan Jensen in the IR, um, they're gonna have an, a roster spot open, which means they can resign uh, Logan Ryan. Right. That's. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they're. But uh, Wednesday came, went through. Well, it's Wednesday right now, so I mean, it's right. But eight, the, fa- the fact, the fact that he didn't have to go through waivers and they could have just signed him today and they haven't yet. I mean, can it mean that they maybe changed their mind? I I pray to God that because if if they if they cut him with the with the intentions of they knew they were gonna sign him they would have announced that first shape today. That is true. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. But I mean, I'm I'm hoping that there's still that you know that that chance. Um, but before we finish up with football, I mean, a, a guy that kind of shocked me that we cut with you know to drop that roster to 53 was Tyler Johnson. I was expecting for him to be a part of that that wide receiver core, but you know, again, too many receivers, huh? We have too many receivers. Yeah, he was the odd man out. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, it happens. Luckily, it sucks. I agree with you. I think he. I think he has. He has potential. Definitely. Yeah, he has. He has a lot of potential to be that. That long. That if you need a guy to go long, they, that guy's going long. Hey, but it, 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 it didn't take him long to find a home. No, right. Yeah. So shout out to Tyler Johnson finding a home with the Houston Texans. Also, not a good home. Not a good home. But he found a home. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, bro. The fact that you're playing a sport and making millions of dollars to play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for up, him. Hey. Shout out. For, shout out to him. Bro. Yeah. 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 But I, I wish we would have found it again a little better team. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, but before we I'm before I transition to basketball, I just want to sidebar. Um Commander's rookie running back, uh Brian Robinson was shot in a attempted robbery on Sunday. Luckily, he um, you know, everything was okay. He wasn't a fatal wasn't a fatal wound. So he actually was back, you know, with in the team facility after I think either the same day or the day right after he got released from the hospital, you know, making sure, you know, being there for his teammates. So, you know, God is good, man. It it's, it's a crazy world that we live in. So shout out to, shout out to God and him for, you know, pulling through 
and you know possibly still make it you know making an impact for that team hopefully in the near future so mm-hmm. nba man uh nba is somewhat around the corner we're about what you could say two months away yeah two months uh-huh. away from the actual nba season to begin um wait no i'm lying i'm lying no i'm not yeah no, no two months because today's the 31st why you always lie yeah, it's uh, it's close by, so training camp's right around the corner. Teams are pretty much not making a lot of moves right now. A lot of free agency uh, moves already happened, trades already happened. But we did make an episode about the NBA draft, the most recent one, right? Up Pablo Bencaro, which was a great pickup, the most safest pickup. And the number two pick was Chet Holmgren to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Recently, 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 at Jamal Crawford's crossover pro-am league, Chet Holmgren, LeBron James, star-studded, action-packed game happened, right? People lining up, you know, blocks away from that, that, that stadium to go watch this. Just because of LeBron James, Jason Tatum, Aaron Gordon, amongst a bunch of other guys, right? Nobody was there for Aaron Gordon. It's not lying. (laughs) So, a whole bunch of guys. And it seems like Chet Holmgren got hurt in a play that involved trying to play defense on LeBron James. So, that that led to news breaking out that Chet Holmgren will be missing the entire... He topped him, bro. He barely touched him. The entire NBA season. Man, um, as a Magic fan, it's good to know that we made the right pick. Uh, we thought some bullet there. Sucks for him, man. I feel bad for him, but we thought some bullet. Huh? No, I said that it, it sucks for him, uh, but we definitely thought some bullet. What? Oh yeah, yeah, we definitely thought some bullet. You, like, bro, Orlando would have would have been livid by now if um we would have picked him up and he would have gotten hurt playing that game. So, he's out for the whole year. So, <clears throat> obviously, OKC was excited to have that pairing of him, Shea Gilders, Alexander, you know, the rest of the guys in the starting lineup, Lou Dort. They probably they were not going to make no noise. They were going to make the playoffs or even fight or contend for that play-in. But they definitely were going to, you know, up and up with the prospects, with all the rest of the draft capital that they got for the future. Them definitely not being – or definitely going to be in the top five next year anyways. But now it's the possibility of another tank year where they land one or two next year in the NBA draft. That sucks, bro. Like, I mean, I feel for the kid. It sucks because obviously I know that he was hungry. He wanted to be in the NBA. Um, you know, he was excited to be in where he wanted to be because all in all, that's where he mainly wanted to go for some odd reason. So what, what's your take on that? Like, how do you think now with, with that happening? Like, what do you – like what? What's your thoughts? I just want to want to pick your brain on it. All right. So first thing is first. Uh, I'm not the type of guy to celebrate injuries. I never celebrate injuries um, because I wouldn't want something to happen to somebody else that I wouldn't want to happen to me. That's the first thing. Now that being said, thank God we drafted Paolo Bancaro. Wow, what a bullet that we dodged, bro. It. I mean, just think about it. it just think. Put yourself. Well, you're a Magic fan, so you don't even have to put yourself in those shoes. You're a Magic fan, and you draft Chet, and he gets hurt. 
what, what, what would you do, bro? What, like, what would you feel right now, bro? I would, I would have been pissed. That's what I'm saying. I would have been. I would cry, bro. I would have cried. I would have cried. I would have this shit again, bro. And I, the I fact that I it was our not number one pick, bro. We w- basically, we basically at that point, we basically wasted a number one pick. If we would have got him, and he would have got like. If, and we understand. And we understand. And what was the one thing? The one thing that I always said about this guy named Shet. He is not NBA ready. He is weak. His his body for, is not NBA ready. His body his body is, is right. Well, that's skill that's set, the major part of it. Ready. I think his skill set. He had it. The skill set he had it. But I always, right. But I you can't have the skill set if your body's not set for the NBA. It has to be a there has to be a balance between both. You can't have the skills and try to compete physical physically with the NBA talent that there is. Hmm. You can't, because even Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant was it was slim, but but he 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 wasn't he he built muscle quick. Shed is not that type of guy. Like the way that he's built, it was gonna take him a while to get to Dwight Howard status. I mean, I don't even think he his body would have. I mean, it could have. I mean, because shit, no one would have. No well, one Giannis, Dwight look at Giannis. Look at the way Giannis started. But yeah, yeah, Giannis, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, he could have. He could have. Yeah, but I I highly have doubted it. But yeah. Man, but I'm I'm so glad we dropped the Paolo, bro. I take everything back I ever said. Aside from Paolo. the injury, just seeing him playing in the summer league, seeing him play over, like seeing him play in the primes when he was playing, like I mean, he he just looks like he's ready to play, bro. Now, so I'm now excited this, for that. this this brings me to my next question, and it go, it goes hand in hand with the Thunder. If you're the Thunder, would you try to trade um uh as uh Charles Gilgis? Yes. Now that now that yes. you know for a fact that there's you're gonna waste a whole season. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you know why? Because a, he's obviously ta- he's taking up the majority of the of the money in their books. That's for sure. Um, they just signed Lou Dort. I-, I think to me that's a friendly, the team friendly deal. Shea Gilgis is just making too much money for that te- that young team. Yes, he's young as well, but to me, you put him on a championship contending team where he could start, or like a team that just needs that one point guard, and. I think that he could help them out so much, and he will fit better with a team like that. What type of team it is? Don't ask. But what I type of team? don't ask. Um, <laughs> so, I, but I just think that yeah, just trade him. I mean, it, there's no reason. I, I I don't think that he. By the time that team starts to get good and contend, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna have to pay Chet because by that point, obviously he's gonna be healthy. You know, stuff like that. Because I'm talking years from now, they're gonna be healthy. They're gonna they're gonna have other guys that they're gonna be drafting just because of all the draft capital they got and because they're not gonna be they're gonna be in the lottery for the next three years to come. So you're gonna have those guys. You're gonna need space to develop those dudes. You're not gonna just keep drafting guys in a position just to finally complete that team. You know what I mean? So you you trade him at this point. What did you trade him for? More picks? Well, not more picks, but obviously you trade him for like other other guys that are not like. As good as him, I, I don't know. Like a guy that fits that, like a, that starting role. He fits that starting role because he's he's good and he makes them look a little bit better than what they should look like. Um, and it's not obviously not that good because outside of him, you can't depend on anybody else with within OKC. So I don't know. I, like that's a weird question. Like who do you trade him for? I mean, I don't know. Obviously, you're gonna get draft picks from See, me personally. I, I wouldn't trade him for picks because you don't need any more picks. Yeah, but you know that I wouldn't gonna, trade him for gonna, scrub because what are you that. getting out of it? If you trade him for scrubs, what are you getting out of it? For the fact of what I just said, because like when it's time to repay him again, 
he ain't gonna want to stay on a team that's not contending or is always in the lottery. Right, but and... he, just, he just got paid. Exactly my point. So why 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 if you have if you already have him locked in for at least three or four more years? Because of why? the point that I just said, because by the time they start to contend, his contract is he's gonna be ready for a contract extension and he's not gonna want to stay there. One, two, just because he's locked in doesn't mean that him and Chet are going to push him to that cusp of lottery to play in tournament style. You know what I mean? They're still going to be lottery. Because outside of those two... Oh, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with that. I'm not arguing you know, with that. But that. Yeah, but I'm saying, but then by, the, by that time, Chet got to get paid post his rookie contract. Then they're obviously going to be picking in the lottery. They're going to have. They're going to be picking guys, and that might stop their development because you got, like, you're taking, you're not going to, bench or not run the ball through a guy like SGA if you draft a like a rookie, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna you're gonna do that. You're gonna he's gonna be your main guy. So then that's gonna take up the development of other guys. That goes back to what I said. You're not just gonna keep drafting guys like all right, they picked up Chet, a position that they needed, right? Of course. Outside of point guard, they need almost every other position. So let me guess. Then next year they're in their lottery, who are they gonna go for? That one dude from France that everybody's comparing to the, being the next Giannis, another tall and lanky guy. Okay, boom. You could put them both power forward center. All they right, sound so like the next... magic, huh? They sound like the magic when trying to drive all those lanky people. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But and we see how that panned out. Luckily, now we're making smarter choices. Choices. So then after that, then you got um, what's uh, then they they're still gonna be lottery even if they picked up that Victor. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Wembanyama. I don't even know, mm-hmm. but he, he's solid. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying nothing bad about him, but either which way I know his name is Victor. So they draft Victor. They got Chet. They got SGA. They're still lottery. Boom. Then what are you going to draft next? A shooting guard? Cause you got Lou Dort, a solid, like, you know, defender. You need that right in the, within a starting lineup. He's your, he's your glue guy. So boom. Then you draft a, a, a shooting guard. Okay. So you literally have a starting lineup of SGA, whatever shooting guard that's probably under 21. Um, then you got Lou Dort that by that time was going to be like 28, 29. And then you got these two, Victor and Chet, who are both going to be, by that point, under 24 years old. Still, right. But, but if, I'm the, if I'm the Thunder, I would wait maybe two or three more seasons and then package one of those first-round picks and SGA for an all, for, for, for a potential All-Star or well, All-Star. That, that would be the only way that they that they could possibly jumpstart or, like, fast-forward their... Right, but that, that would be the smart choice to do. If you just resign them, I mean... I found that if for me as a fan of the NBA, I want to re- I want you to release SJ. I want to see him play. I want to see him play for something, you know, something right, meaningful. Yeah, I agree. Something meaningful. But if you're a Thunder, if you put yourself in the Thunder shoes, I I would honestly keep him for maybe two or three more seasons. Try to see what I get out of him. Um, if it doesn't pan out, then you trade him. But what are you? That's what I'm saying. What are you really gonna get? What are you gonna really get out of him? You're not gonna get nothing but what you've been seeing, which is great. But you don't know that because if you package a a, a, a potential top three pick and him for an all, oh, you're talking about if they trade like it's like they get a number one or number two like next year to trade that pick possibly to get another superstar. Not necessarily next year, maybe two years down the road. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But by that point, by that point, he's gonna be. He's gonna remember. He signed a contract extension. Let's say it was four years. He's not. Those are not gonna be. He's not gonna be playing for all those four years. He's gonna play three, and then when that last year, he's gonna want like they're not. He's gonna want probably be like, yo, I'm not gonna come back. So they're gonna end up trading him, so they don't just let him walk. So then at that point, it's already too late. Like you still ain't gonna get nothing out of SGA. 
You feel like you get what I'm saying? Like you're I, not gonna. I you're just gonna, wouldn't. I just wouldn't rush it, man. I feel like I no, feel, I wouldn't rush it either. I'm just saying, like if if the possibility is there, at least like next year, because obviously they're gonna keep them now. But it's, now that Chet's out, they're gonna they're gonna. Listen, why are we watch. talking about the Thunder? Oh yeah, Chet, Chet, my fault, my fault. Yeah, no, no, I'm just. saying. Like, like, why are we talking about the? We're wasting a whole segment on the Thunder. Yeah, bro. I'm just saying, no, but it's a good, it's a good argument, good debate, though. You know what I mean? Like no, it, Chet, it is, it is, it is. I'm just saying, Chet, I, Chet being out, they're gonna keep SGA this year. For I sure. like SGA, so I want him to see him succeed. So yeah. he's, I gonna, don't think and he's Thunder... gonna succeed this year. He's gonna, I mean, he's playing great over there in Canada, but of course, Canada. I mean, they're they never really been a huge threat within the the FIBA. So, but he said he's doing his thing. So shout out, shout out SGA. But I do think if I'm SGA, I look, I, I monitor their situation very closely. But then again, I never doubt Sam Presti. Let me just throw that out there too, because we haven't given him, we haven't mentioned his name at all throughout this whole entire thing. I never underestimate Sam Presti. So he might have some crazy magic trick and pull a rabbit out that hat, and it's gonna no point intended magic trick. Yeah, you like that? That's what I was trying to do. Damn, I didn't think you would have caught that. I was gonna say, speaking about magic tricks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the magic, um, yeah, Jonathan man, Isaac. It? Yeah, I was. I was just gonna say, I was gonna start that off with. Uh, I was gonna start off with a new trading facility that looks beautiful. Oh well, that was nice too. That was amazing. Yeah, we, just go, they... we can go with that. We can go with that first. Because right, Jonathan right. Isaac is gonna be in there a lot, a lot. A lot. Yeah, I mean, I I hope healthy. Right. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, I hope that he's in there healthy. Uh, but yeah, man, that the new um Advent Health training facility, the new practice home for the Orlando Magic. My question is, as beautiful as it is, my question: what what are they going to do with the practice court that's already in the arena, though? That's that. I mean, I really wish I knew that answer. Maybe if I was still working there, I would have known. I mean, we we'll, we'll never know, but um, you can never have too many practice facilities. Very especially good, when, especially when they're right there next to each other. Yeah, she had literally right across the street. Yeah, bro, but I mean, if you guys haven't seen it yet, go to the Orlando Magic uh, official website, Instagram page, Twitter, whatever. They have photos, stories, all o- videos all about it. it. It looks absolutely gorgeous, state-of-the-art. It's um, We're finally – we are finally within the top teams that have one of the best training facilities, you know. Oh, top, definitely. It, yeah, it, so many things, a putting green, a, a, a patio that's like, you know – not ground level, um, um, incredible state of the art rehab. You saw, what, you saw what Waltman said, right? No, I didn't. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the that that. So little, Waltman like, said this could be the deciding factor in free agents to come. I mean, it really is. It really is. That it's crazy to say, but a lot of people are gonna say no. Nah, but y'all don't know shit, right? So they, they that is a that is a lot that has a lot to do with a lot of like a lot of um like prowling free agents mm-hmm. to 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 play for your team. So yeah. it, the the rehab center it, that you know that could entice players that you know when they get hurt they they're out for a long period of time, you know vets that want to make a comeback and you know need the right type of rehab we got that you know they they invested a lot of money into it so it, it looks beautiful two full length um practice courts with side court with side hoops as well swimming pools a uh, barber shop in there bro the locker room is what. That shit got gave me a chubby. That locker room looks beautiful, and a weight room too. Yeah, the weight, everything, bro. But that locker room is like, bro. I would never want to leave that bitch. It's literally like a like a like a like a home. It looks like a, like your house, like super modern. Nothing too fancy. I mean, well, it's fancy. Let me not say that it's fancy, but nothing too. It doesn't look flashy. 
but it's like it's just so beautiful and modern. The 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 locker rooms, like the actual lockers, are walking like looks like walking closets for the players with a mirror. So like you know they want to look at themselves and stuff like that before they don't have to go to the bathroom to do that. Like bro, that's it's crazy what they're doing. And you know what? These young guys deserve that shit because they they're hyped up. As of right now, we're fully healthy. Knock on wood. Thank, please, baby Jesus. Well, but, not fully healthy. We are. We did lose Gary Harris, but yeah. Well, we're almost there. Yeah, you know, but we, I mean, let's be. We're losing Gary one. Harris. We're I mean, losing really one, and we're Gary getting... Harris to be a key member of that rotation. No, but he's a key veteran. He's one yeah, of two. Yeah, veterans. I mean, yeah, exactly. A key veteran. All you got to do is talk. Really, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. We'll we'll talk about that another day, but yeah, either which way, but yeah, I mean, we're the main guys that we that we're excited and want to see out on the floor, that we're fully healthy. Um, it, as of now, let's jump into like how you said, let's jump into Jonathan Isaac. I think that uh, as of right now, he honestly, I they haven't said it, but I think he'll be ready for um, the regular season to start. Oh, he'll be ready. Yeah, he he. he There's a clip that came out. He posted on his Instagram page, him practicing with some coaches. And I mean, nothing crazy, not a big, crazy move. It wasn't a long video. It was just a basic, um, you know, boxing out move. Got the ball down low, did a little pump fake, then went up on the, went up, dunked the ball. Nothing crazy. But we're just hoping, man. I mean, if we can get, if we can get Jonathan Isaac back the way before he got hurt, coming off the bench with, with deadly lineups throughout the game, tall, defensive, lengthy lineups. I mean, bro, I, I, I got, I got high expectations for this team, especially, especially if we stay healthy. Yep. Super, super high, super high expectations. I agree. I agree. I, I just imagine just a lineup of Franz Wagner, um, Paulo Bancaro, Jonathan Isaac, Wendell Carter Jr., and then pick your poison at point guard. Yeah, literally, yeah, because we have no point guard that is like, I guess you could say short. Compared to the, I mean, not the modern. McCall Anthony, but I mean, I'm saying like either way, like you could, you could put Markel, you could put Cole, you could put Jalen Suggs at point, or you could put him at the two, and then you still have like possibly like five or six. I and mean, if you really want to get big, you can really put Paulo Benkera at point. I mean, and then you, and not then even. I rather put then, if that's the case, I rather put uh, Franz Wagner on point because he's a better. To me, he's a better ball handler. Well, okay, whatever. But, right, but, but he, you see but, what I mean? You see what I mean? But it's, Paolo it's, you got so better, many options. Right, but I'm saying like Paul, a line of a Paolo, Franz, Jonathan Isaac, Wendell Carter, and Mo Bamba. Just imagine just, the tallest, the shortest player in that team is six, was six nine, in that starting lineup. Right. Yeah. Six nine. That's crazy. That's that's. It, it's just the the, the different lineups, and if you want to play small ball, you can put Paolo at center, and you still have Cole Anthony, Marco Foles, Jalen Suggs, you know, like you have you have a complete roster, and, and you can play around with more than ever. Like this is the one of the I believe since the the post Dwight Howard era, this is potentially the best full team that you've had. I'm I'm including. The Vucevic time because yeah we have Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Fournier. Mr. Vooch, love you, Vooch. Yeah, we love you, Vooch, man. We still love you. But I'm saying, but but I'm talking about a complete roster. I would say this is probably most likely from from one to maybe 13, 12, they can all play starter minutes. Yeah, easily. So, I, I you know don't get me wrong. I wish we had a little bit more <laughs> of like an established vet that made key differences on teams. 
Um, that, that that'll come. That'll come with time. No, no, I'm that, not, that, I'm not no, stressing it's it. Come, bro. I'm telling you, like I, I feel like we're we're making the right moves again. I've said it in multiple podcasts. I've said it multiple times to like you know Magic haters and to people that don't know fucking basketball. I've said it to you. I've said it to so many times, bro. And I know you know. And like I know you're gonna be like, oh shit, yeah, you have that. People gotta realize, Jonathan. Or yeah, Weltman and John Hammond had to clean up the mess that Rob Hennigan left. Okay, it's the same thing as being a president. Okay, when a president goes into office, they don't, they can't. It's impossible for them to make immediate changes from the last previous fuck up of the last president. No matter how bad, what I'm not talking about specific presidents. I'm saying just it's it goes back in history. Do your homework, right? I kind of really, I use the same comparison. So they're doing the cleanup, and this was the year. This draft, and I and we also said it, we both did, that this was a draft that they had to show and prove what they're about. And they made the right fucking choice. So again, kudos to them. But this is now, they, they did their cleanup. This is a new era. Now the new era begins for Magic Basketball. New practice facility. The excitement. The, the 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 team being healthy, the main guys, you know what I'm saying? Like the main guys that w- would have gotten the major the majority of the minutes. Second year of uh under your belt now, or one year under your belt now with Jonathan with Jamal Mosley. Why do I keep thinking of Jonathan? Like what who, there's no Jonathan I'm thinking about. Like, I keep always wanting to say first name Jonathan for everybody. Um You just that excited for Jonathan Isaac, bro. That's it. Oh, uh, stop. Um no, yeah, I am. I am. Uh, I really want I, I really would want him to be healthy, and if he's okay with being that guy to come off the bench, that that glue, that defensive anchor, the the, the what is it? What do they call him? The defensive minister or the minister of defense? Is what they're Something giving him now? Something yeah, like that. Right. Either way, um, it, I I would I'm like so down for it. But I was you, you know me. I was always fine. I was always a fan of Jonathan Isaac. You know, I will always back them up, but it got to a point that I got tired of backing. Yeah, them. it was just the injuries, man. So I, now, the, now at this at this point. I'm just to the point that if it works out, great. But I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to letting him go either. You know, if it works, that would be great. I'll be awesome, yeah. and I'm rooting for him. I hope it works. But if it doesn't work, next man, next man. Yeah, up. Yep, no, I agree. But yeah, man. Uh, it, and then the just getting Paulo, having having that number one pick, having Paulo, um, seeing like seeing the excitement that he has, the camaraderie that this team is just gonna be, bro. Like everybody just being together, um, the cohesiveness. It's a new era of magic basketball, bro, and, I, and I'm telling, I'm telling everybody, all right, like believe what you want, think what you want, go based off the last few years that we've, like you know, the records that we've had, the losing seasons, go, but go with all that if you want. But this is where it begins, right here, right now. Yep. Oh, and by the way, or just backtracking, you said, oh yeah, I should not say anything about the, the fantasy draft. I just got an email saying that reminding me that it's tomorrow. So, <laughs> okay. you got any other reminders, you need? Oh, 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 oh. Uh-huh. I like that one, but yeah, um, but yeah, man, I'm excited for it. I'm hey, who's your number one pick, man? Who's your number one pick? If I, oh, you're if I have it, if you have it, oh, you are you okay? So, if I have the number one pick, um, honestly, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to just go like to just forget about uh Derrick Henry, but but if I had to choose a number one pick, or if I have the number one pick. I, I was thinking Derrick Henry just because, but I'm I would have to go with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, 
Dante's and uh, for me, yeah, he's the you, yo, what you think I'm a scrub or something? No, I just want to say, bro. If you didn't say Jonathan Taylor, Taylor, we're gonna have problems. You already said McCaffrey's gonna go in the fifth round. If McCaffrey passes the first three, <laughs> first three or four picks, dude, I am snatching that him up in my number one. Pick. Like, if if I don't have the number one pick, I'm picking McCaffrey. Just put it like that. So if you have the number two pick, you're picking McCaffrey. I'll pick McCaffrey as my number two pick. You wouldn't pick Derrick Henry over McCaffrey. It wouldn't be an easy decision, but um, I've, McC- fantasy points wise, a healthy McCaffrey will give you a lot more than a healthy uh Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, I guess since we do PPR, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, because Derrick Henry doesn't do a lot of like the, with the passing and shit. So yeah, I guess you're right. But. But Christian McCaffrey's quarterback is still Baker Mayfield. You're right. You're right. And uh, Tannehill is uh, Derrick Henry's. Yeah, but, I mean, safe to say Tannehill has been playing a lot better football than Baker Mayfield. Uh, I mean, yes. one of them made the playoffs. The other one didn't. Well, I mean, outside outside of, like, t- like the rest of the team is the reason why, too, though. We're going to keep it a whole buck. Browns defense is way better than Tennessee's. Way better. Either way, we're sticking with NBA. Damn, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. Um, oh, oh. So yeah, Magic Basketball. We're ready. Um, I expect for me and you to go check out a decent amount of games this year. I would say so. All right, cool. Just want to make sure you guys heard it. So if he says if we me and him don't, you guys heard it here first. Right, way before training camp even started, y'all heard it here first. Um, but yo, Patrick Beverly. Okay, we all know Rudy Gobert got traded to Minnesota. And Patrick Beverly was a part of that trade. I, uh, you know, I really thought and assumed that uh, Utah was going to keep him. It was a shocking trade last week where Patrick Beverly ended up getting traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for wow. basically Talon Horn t- uh, Tucker. So he finally gets his um, his opportunity to get a lot more minutes with the team that more than likely is going to be rebuilding. They're probably not going to have Donovan Mitchell in the start of this year. So, um, Patrick Beverly going to the Los Angeles Lakers with joining his best friend, Russell Westbrook. All best friends, all right. <laughs> we all know the history about Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. They've never gotten along. They never, they, every single time they match up, it's always a, you know, a must-see. They're always tripping at each other, always going but back they, and forth. They, they did speak, apparently. No, I mean, yeah, I was just, just going to go into that. Apparently, apparently, they did speak. Allegedly, allegedly. Apparently they did come to an agreement, and apparently they're okay with playing with each other, um, because they know what the potential they have defensively playing together. They say that together they could be the best defensive duo in the NBA, which I don't disagree with, to be honest. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, whoever disagrees with that, they're they're fucking. Too. I I don't disagree with it. The and only problem in their in their intensity, like their but attitude. At the end of the day, it's all about chemistry. Yeah. And if you don't have the chemistry off the court, you're definitely not gonna have the chemistry on the court. Yo, okay, look, look, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump right into it. I'm gonna ask a question that I'm sure everybody's gonna like would assume that we would ask or would wanna talk about. What, like on paper, the Los Angeles Lakers, on paper, fully healthy, like fully healthy. AD, LeBron was LeBron last year when he was playing. Russell Westbrook, okay, being the Russell Westbrook that he is, okay, Patrick Beverly, now being there amongst everybody else that's in that on that team, 
Right. So, so the question: the Do question, you think that the Los Angeles Lakers could be a still could still be a threat in the in the West with the team that they got fully to, healthy and getting to Anthony go Davis to the back. championship game? Huh? To go to the finals? No. Like what? Like what do you think about that? Like well, what do you it, think it about depend- that? So it depends what you what you consider a threat. Like a threat to make it to the no. I said threat in the West. Like threat in the West. Like a threat. Like a threat to win the West. Yes. Oh. I, I I don't think they have the team yet. I, I so here's here's my point. Here's my thing. The before you can answer the question, you have to answer the question of what's those other guys, right? They lost Melo is a free agent still. Dwight Howard's a free agent still. Malik Monk is not there no more. THC is gone. All right. So you pick up Patrick Beverly, right? You mm-hmm. still have Russell Westbrook, you have AD and LeBron. Aside from those four, who else do you have? They got uh the Austin Reeves. Who else do you have? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you! Right. You're stupid. Who um, else do you have? <laughs> I mean, no, honestly, I mean, I just asked the question. You know, what I mean, right, I, no, no. I, so I I'm trying you. to answer. I'm trying to answer your question no, for yeah, another yeah. question. It, no, because the thing is, in order to answer your question, we have to see the remaining of that squad. No, with the it, four, it's, you're with right. the there... four that they have, with the four that they have. Yes, they definitely have potential to get somewhere in the West. Maybe not, the, maybe not the Western Conference Finals, but I think they can definitely get to the second round. Maybe third round. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe. But and in the maybe, in the maybe, right? You you don't even have you don't even have a starting lineup yet. Like, how are you gonna tell me? We, gotta see, we have to see the rest of that team form because with with the with the four that they have, who's gonna be that fifth? Who's starting on the, uh, Who's starting with those four other guys? No, yeah, nobody. Reeves, that's your small forward. Well, no, but they could play, they could do small ball. Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook, and then from there they just start adding pieces like LeBron, AD. So who's your center? Remember they picked up uh, Damian Jones. Who's your center? Damian Jones. I mean, I I get what that's you're saying. That's your starting center. Huh? You're okay with him starting? Bro, it, it, it's the Lakers, bro. You know that they're not scared of starting a guy like a guy like that if they have to. Well, I'm not okay with that. As a, as, I know I as agree a, with you 100. As, I mean, as a fan, as a fan that believes that this this might be the Lakers' last opportunity, I I don't start Damian Jones. No, I I agree with you 100. But I mean, if that's if that's what they got to do because they don't got that like that other starting center or starting power forward. Depending if they want to add AD on the at the five. Even though positions don't even fucking matter now at this point. Which, but, which, if, which if, if I'm if I am uh, Ham, I'm starting AD at center. Oh well, no, hold on. You gotta forget. You you forgot. They they picked up um, uh, Troy Brown Jr. They picked up um, Thomas Bryant. Remember, he went back. Thomas to Thomas Bryant. Lakers. Okay, that, Thomas now we're Bryant. talking. Okay, I'd rather start Thomas Bryant. I'd now we're start talking. Now we're um, talking. They okay, also so you picked have, up. So you have a starting. Okay, so let's let's start from there. So you have a starting lineup of Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, uh, LeBron, AD, and Thomas Bryant. Okay, great lineup. Okay, who's going off the bench? Um, you got Damian. You said scoring, or you you said who's, who's scoring? Who's scoring off the bench? Shit, you better hope that Lonnie Walker becomes your your scoring machine, and Juan Toscano Anderson turns into an offensive monster too. 
you know what? I forgot, Kenner, I forgot about those Kenner Anderson. That's, the, that's that what I'm saying. Thing. Like, on, like if they could be healthy, like if the main guys could be healthy. If All right, now that you're mentioning those, of... now that you're mentioning those players, I see potential. I see. Okay, hope. that's what I I'm saying. So, like, I see some hope. Just because, just because he wasn't like a, he didn't get a lot of minutes or whatever like that, but he was a part of that culture. He was a part of that winning culture. Oh. Just one in in uh, JTA. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I, I you I know what I mean. Like I'm a fan of him. Yeah, no, I yeah, especially the fact that he's Latino, you know, shout out. But you know what I mean? Like it, it's and, and I just came from there too. <laughs> yeah. Shout oh, out to my oh, you chill- oh, you were chilling with him. Wow, that was the guy you were Bro, Cancun. One, two, Damn. three, Cancun. Damn, bro. I don't know why he didn't hit me up. But anyways, and, and honestly, bro. It's a I, Mexican thing, you wouldn't know. <laughs> I knew you weren't Puerto Rican. Um <laughs> no, but uh the all jokes aside, bro, like in all reality, and it's like some, it's still related to the Lakers. But you know who I'm really, I, I'm rooting for, and I think that he could really crack the surface to become a NBA, a solidified NBA player. I'm not talking MVP. I'm not talking All Star. I'm not talking about starter, but a solidified player in this league that you talk about. Who? Cool. Scotty Pippen Jr. Call me crazy if you want to. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> As I sip on my Michelob Boltra. yo, come holla at us. But. Scotty Pippen Jr., man. I mean, I love what I saw in Summer League, dude. This guy off the dribble, his shot off the dribble, bro, amazing. The way how he attacks the basket, he ain't scared. I love the way I love the, his composure while he while he's getting pressed, full court. He knows how to re- he, he got great court vision. I mean, and being and being with the team, regardless of night, talk the shit that you want, being, you know, uh working out with guys like Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly before the defensive side, and just having LeBron James and AD with you, bro. I mean, come on. You said call you crazy? If you want to. I think to I you. might. If you want. That's what I mean. If you want, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I you must I have might, not bro. seen a lot of you must have not seen a lot of Summer League in general. And I did I, I saw Summer League, bro. And, and like I said, after the first two games, they set all the stars down. Scotty Pippen Jr. was playing a, a significant amount of the Summer League throughout the whole entire time. Like I said, I want to see it against real competition. No, I yes, I agree, but that's what I'm saying. I have high expectations for him, and like, and I and I'm rooting for him. Like, I want him to succeed. I and I think that he really can. But again, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, I have to see it in real, real NBA games. Like, if yeah. I see it, okay, let's start with preseason. If he if he proves me something in preseason, then we could talk. But then we then we can revisit this conversation. But yeah, because at least at least preseason, don't the, the majority of the guys that are going to be playing are like your bench guys, which are still could. They're still NBA guys, and they're still right. going to get key minutes. Summer, so, summer, yeah. league, summer league doesn't mean anything. It's fun to watch because it's, you know when you don't have nothing else in sports. I mean, yeah, it's, it's always good to have basketball. But summer league don't prove nothing for me. Yeah, and he's a two way guy. You know what? I'm rooting for him. How I like you know, and, and I'll be excited for him as I was for um, Jose Alvarado last year. Two way guy. Came in, did work, put his head down, listened, did what he had to do. Wasn't trying Listen, to Listen, I have a water, bro. I, I know we're not doing NBA previews or no NBA, um, you know, reviews or anything like that. But um, what do you think about Alvarado's decision to not play for Team Puerto Rico? I'm bummed. I'm bummed um, out of it. I'm bummed because I felt like if he would have played with that team, I felt like they could have went. They would have. They would have qualified. Right? Like I, you know, they would have done. They would have ran through the competition. Right? I think they would have. They would have qualified. And um, you know, he would have been a key part of that that culture. I think but I respect But you gotta respect you gotta, respect, yeah, you gotta respect you gotta respect what he's doing, the reason why he's doing yes. it though. And go ahead, explain explain the reason why he's doing it. No, no, yeah. So he's he 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 knows what he's building over there in New Orleans. Um and he wants, you know, he he, he has a lot to prove still. Um and he wants to make sure he can continue to build that chemistry, you know, 
during training camp and, and, and things like that. So he wants workouts. He, he and since he just signed the new contract, he rather prove himself, mm-hmm. you know, that he deserved that. Uh, and 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 New Orleans is making some noise, man. Sign Williamson back again. We're not doing the NBA preview, nothing like that today, but. Watch out with the Pelicans. Oh, man. Yeah, bro. no, I'm excited. The, I'm the, excited for those New Orleans, Pelicans bro. are exciting. Uh, hey, shout out, shout out to the hey, you, everybody was calling him crazy in the beginning. People were saying that oh, maybe you you got to shake it up a lot, a lot, like a little bit more after the AD trade. But shout out to David Griffin, bro. Listen, he's, what, he's building, he's building, he's building a beautiful thing. And you know what though? Last year, the moves that he made last year, yes, was, every single move had a had a purpose behind it. Yeah, it, it was it had a purpose and it was the right move. The like CJ McCollum one, did not do one bad move. The CJ McCollum pickup. Yep. Uh the two the two uh draft the two drafts the Herb, two draftees. Yeah. Herb, Herb Jones. Jones and Murphy. Yep, and Trey Murphy uh, alongside Jose Alvarado. And Alvarado, bro. Yep. Everything from the from the from from the that offseason <clears throat> before la, before the start of last year till the ending of the year when they got eliminated by Phoenix. Yep. And he you think about nothing, it, it's not big he did names. nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. It's not wrong. big names, but it's perfect pieces to fit with that team. Hey, culture. That's mm-hmm. what it always boils down to. Culture. Um, but yeah, man, I going back to Jose Alvarado, um, yeah, I respect it. But um it's always a positive sign to hear that he, you know, he's he's you know, he you could tell that it did bother him. Like it was a tough decision for him, but he, it, I respect it. I think he made the right move because a lot of new uh, new guys just building, rebuild, like building that chemistry. You can never have too much chemistry, right? Um, so it's uh, you could tell that team really loves each other, and I love what Willie Green is also doing in that locker room. So I, it it just all starts from the people that you don't see or hear about, and that's like guys like Willie Green, David Griffin. Um, and their GM, I forget his name, but um, yeah, and, and he is gonna be back. You know, he said that he wants to continue to play and represent for Puerto Rico in the summers and in the Olympics. So, you know, I'm excited to see that in the future. And, and to be honest, if anything, he's only going to get better because like, he has that he has that it factor. So he's only gonna get better. And then when he when he goes and puts on that Puerto Rican jersey again. He's just gonna ball out more than we he was already doing before it's just gonna he decided be, it's on. It's gonna mean that much more. Exactly. Um, but really quick, going with the finishing it off with NBA, you know, going backtracking to the Lakers, it's crazy that you know they ended up trading to, um, THT over there to Utah. I I hate that he's going to a team that is, you know, a, a team that's not really gonna make noise. They're they're gonna be on a they're the Utah Jazz are back to being irrelevant for a little while. I, am I saying they're going to stay relevant? No. Um, but I, I wish I would have seen him go to a team where he's actually going to make a difference and it, it, like he could build something with that team. So there was rumors post after this trade that the Pacers were interested in acquiring um, Horton Tucker before he was traded to the Utah Jazz. So Indiana wanted apparently Russell Westbrook, two first-round uh, first picks, pick 27 and 29, and THT. And they want, and they were willing to give up Miles Turner, Buddy Hield, and Daniel Tice. What do you think would have been a better trade, or if do you think they made the better trade? <sighs> um. So they got Patrick Beverly out of it, and they trade up THT and who else? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was just THC. I think that if they did trade another guy, I don't think it was anybody like um, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he probably wasn't in the rotation at all, 
Or maybe it was a two-way guy. I don't know. So THT for 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 Beverly. I think they traded like second round, like a second round pick. I believe. Or THT and two first round picks. So Westbrook two first round picks. THT Westbrook two first round picks in return for Miles Turner, Buddy Hield, and Daniel Tice. So you would have gotten a legitimate starting center, a legitimate backup in Daniel Tice, or power forward in Daniel Tice because they got Damian Jones and Thomas Bryant, and you would have gotten a shooter in Buddy Hield. So who's your point guard? Russell Westbrook. No, you traded him. Oh shit, that's right. Um, shit, good question. I don't know. I, I mean, I, they could have they could have went after they could have went after guard, a free agent. I think I think with with a LeBron led team, the point guard position is very very important. If you look at if you look at all of LeBron's championships, yeah, going back to that. going back to to his year in Cleveland when he was with Kyrie, um, you know his first year in mean, the first year in LA um, or second year in LA when when he had Rondo. And um, you know, I mean, he's, he's always had. They weren't stars, but they've been leaders. Right. I, I was gonna say though, like, because when you you mentioned who like who would have been their point guard, I mean, obviously they wouldn't have a legitimate starting one, but they could have they they could have still signed a um a guy to the vet minimum. You know, they could have waived somebody, released somebody, and they could have brought back Rondo. So who knows? That could have been it. I think if they could have done, if they would have, if they could have maneuvered something like that's that, that's tough. That's tough because again, I, at the end of the day, those were all speculations. So if it were something that were right. offered, you know, it, it, it I, I would say the Pacers trade was probably a better trade. Um, but who's to say that Westbrook can't have a bounce back year? Maybe I, 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 I like Westbrook, right? You know, you know, you know me and Westbrook. I've always been a fan of him. No, you yeah, know, I, I, me too. Be- I, I, I mean, remember when there was people were saying like, oh, oh, trading to Orlando. I was not opposed to it. I really wasn't. Was it something that I would want? No, but I wasn't opposed to it. You, Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook. Of course. Like, it was just, he just had a bad year, bro. Like, I mean, he's not Michael Jordan, right? He's not LeBron James. So, he has had, he has had so many successful seasons since. But then you think, I just think that, I just think that if, if the Lakers would have done those trades for Thomas Bryan, Damian Jones, you know, all them people, then this trade would have made more sense. The Pacers, because you're getting Miles Turner as your starting center. Right. Tice. But then at this point, I feel like I mean, you're just getting too many bigs. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I mean, the reason why it didn't go through was um, it, uh, it was a deal breaker because of Daniel Tice's contract. Okay. And this is all according to Mike A. Scotto. I read. So, the, apparently the reason why it didn't it didn't work out was because of Daniel Tice's contract. And, they, and, they, and that's the only way that it would have went through. Because that's how it would have matched up contract wise, but they didn't want to pick up Daniel Tyson's contract, so they, it is what it is. I guess I I don't know. I see the the end of Miles Turner um and Buddy Hield over there in Indiana. I, in my in my opinion, I always feel like if if a guy's already been in trade rumors within your team, and you kept him on for like a year fully, and he's still basically on the roster going into the brand new um calendar year, like I would trade him before even training camp, bro. Like don't bring that don't bring that juju in here. Like let's just get start clean slate list for everybody, right? Both parties, and let's just trade it. But I don't know. I'm hoping that they can. And I was really hoping to see Miles Turner get traded to Dallas because I felt like that's their missing piece. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Now they, now they got Christian Wood. Yeah, but yeah. I still you would have had Christian Wood over Miles Turner. Yeah. You serious? Yeah. 
It depends. It depends. I like Christian Wood. I'm just, I like Christian Wood. I'm just asking. I like. Really it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for boards and you're looking for for points, then Christian Wood is your guy. If you're looking for just straight defense, then Miles Turner is your guy. Miles Turner don't get boards though. I don't know. I, I Miles Turner to center, me, he's a center, he, that, that's a double double center, guy. As a center that you're getting, that you're getting, uh, Donson's just throwing up shots. Um, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. just throwing up shots. You need somebody that can get those boards, and I don't think Miles Turner's that guy. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think he's not that guy. I really think he can get the. I mean, if you're in a way better team off rip, if you but go to Dallas, it doesn't matter. Even in college, he was never that. He was never. That was never him. I mean, I've had him in fantasy, bro, and he's giving me plenty of points just off rebounds. Look at his rebounds per game, and that will tell you everything. For a center, you expect more. I don't know, bro. I don't. I think you're underplaying. I think you're underplaying uh, his re- his um rebounds. Miles Turner is a good player. He's okay. He's decent. He's solid. He'll get you. He'll get you points. He'll get you boards. He'll get you a blocks. He'll get you rebounds. He'll get you steals. He'll get you a little bit of everything, right? But if you're talking, to, if you're telling me who would I rather have on the on on the on their roster, I would much rather have Christian Wood. Hmm. I mean, I'm, and, hey, that's a, that's a that's a really good, that's Christian a really good Wood, take, though. Christian Wood is a better player playing small ball as well. Okay, so he's average. He's averaged in his career. He's averaged. I'm looking it up here. Oh, I just forget that they uh, they, they only show the. They break it down by defensive and offensive rebounds. Here, all right, I got it right here. Hold on, I got I got to find this out because it's like now you got me curious. So I'm like, I th- I'm pretty sure this guy was a rebound, like not a rebound machine, but like he was, you know, what I mean, like. So Moss Turner throughout his career has averaged six point seven rebounds. Six point seven. All right, now. We For look a up- center, there's guards. There's guards that average six point seven. No, I I agree one hundred percent. But I mean. I would say like his his offense kind of makes up for it. Oh Jesus! I was looking up Christian Wood here. Well, Christian Wood, you can't really compare his career though. Because why? Why? Was, why not? Because Christian Wood didn't really wasn't really that good in Detroit. He was a lot of the season. He's playing out the he was coming off the he was okay, coming so off the bench. All right, so then we don't go off Detroit. We just go off what he did in Houston, then right? All right, Which so in Houston, uh, injury prone season. All right, so last year he averaged ten point one rebounds. The year before, he averaged I mean, 9.6 rebounds. Overall, 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 he's – yeah, last – I mean, his both years in Houston were the best rebounding averages he had. 9.6 his first year and 10.1 his second. So, overall, his career is 7.3. Still better than Miles Turner. So, hey, it's a hot take. I didn't disagree with you. I just wanted to know why. But, I, hey, shit, the numbers don't lie. It's right there. Yeah. We'll That's see, man. We'll see. I like both players regardless. I mean, I, 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 just, I just want – uh, no, I'm not knocking Miles Turner out. I think he's – I think – I think he could be a good player in the right situation. I just don't absolutely agree that that Dallas was the best choice for but him. Not even that though, too. But they got they got Javale McGee as backup now, too, which is a solid backup. I would yeah. say. Yeah. They. I mean, whatever. I guess we could save that Jalen Brunson talk for the preview time, whether it was a whether they took they they took a hit losing him or not. But hey, before we finish it though, too, we can't we can't finish it without uh, shouting out. Um, the New York Knicks, R.J. Barrett, who signed a contract extension worth up to 120 million for four years. Shout out to R.J. Barrett. Apparently, after that contract, it seems like he's not going anywhere. After all that, uh, all the um, linked up rumors with Donovan Mitchell and the Knicks. 
Still Listen, not you want you want you want to know my my honest opinion about that? About what? Like Donovan Mitchell or how about, how about the RJ Barrett signing? What? Go check out first take yesterday and listen to the whole segment of what Stephen A. said. I say I I agree a hundred percent word for word what he said. I didn't hear it, so I I, I didn't even like. So, so I'll, get, I'll get so I'll, I'll I'll just speak about it real, real quick. Yeah, why not? We're on the pod. We're on the pod. Why not? All right, all right. So we'll talk about it real quick. So um, so pretty much Stephen A. What he said, and I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not saying word for word, but pretty much what he said was that this is a joke for New York. Mm-hmm. All right. The first thing is that this is a deal breaker for for any trades um involving Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Um, because of his contract now, that's the first thing. The second thing is that what what he's building in New York, pretty much what the what the GM is building in New York, they're being he's being he's being a coward. He hasn't since they signed him, they ha, he hasn't addressed the 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 the. the oh, you talk about the Leon media. Rose. Yeah, so the whole situation in general, he's just it's just it's like he's hiding behind something, you know, like he, he like he he's he's okay being mediocre. Like in New York, it's not okay being mediocre. Oh hell no. So. In New York, you either shoot for the stars or you aim for the stars. There's no and ands or buts. Yeah, no, 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 100%. You shoot for the stars. If you can't make it, you try to get to the stars. Like, yeah, yeah. You find a way to get there, you know? That's that's New York's mantra. Right. And and by signing RJ Barrett, I mean, shout out to RJ Barrett. He got, his, he got paid. Yeah, yeah. That's Good why for I him. Yeah, that's why I mentioned Good it. for him. But RJ Barrett ain't going to take it to the finals. No, 100%. I mean, hey, can he? Jalen Bronson ain't going to take it to the finals. I'm not throwing it. Out, I'm not throwing it out of the cards, but I'm like you know, R.J. Barrett could definitely become their guy. He has a lot to improve, and a lot of like maturity when it when it comes to like his gameplay. But he's shown since he's he been can in the league, become he can... one. He can become one of the guys by signing players like Jalen Brunson to to that roster. No, right. Those yes, are not I, the right moves. Right, and again, we'll talk. We'll we'll get more in detail whenever we do the NBA preview. We'll we'll get more into detail. What like you know whether it was a big hit for the Mavs losing him and whether it was worth the Knicks is <clears throat> spending all that cash on him. But also too, it's like they outside of that, like you look at the roster and they have they they don't have really anybody else. So you could sign guys that are not really established or not as that really haven't proven themselves to take a team to that to that next level. And I don't think Jalen Brunson is that guy to take him to the next level. RJ Barrett could be that guy to take or help to be that guy to take him to the next level. But also I don't even think Julius Randle is that guy to to be completely honest with you. The Knicks have to do a big shakeup. The Donovan Mitchell could could it could be that missing piece, but again, yes. I agree. Listen, you have to start. You have to start out with one player and, and revolve it, around him. Right. And signing, yes. signing RJ Barrett, pretty much making him the number one guy in that team, is not the start that you're looking for. Well, I mean, it, it, who's to say whether it's going to be RJ Barrett or Jalen Brunson at this point? Or is it? Is it now? So at this point, you got you're wrong guys, with either one. You got so. three guys. You got three guys that that are under contract that were that are that was over 100 million. Julius Randle, RJ Barrett now, and Jalen Brunson. And you have guys, one, and you have guys. one all star to show from that, and barely. Yeah, it, it barely, barely one and two, three guys that ha- that are like, that are like, it's not. I'm not. Hey, go get your bag, right? Go get your bag all you want. I'm not. I'm not complaining. If a team is Listen, I'm it, all about the players getting the bag. I mean, shout out for him. I'm. I'm happy for him. I, I'm just thinking. I'm putting myself in your shoes. Right, as a GM. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So 
I don't know, man. I mean, hey, New York has a lot to prove this upcoming season. That's for damn sure. That if that's a team that really ha- is going to be in the major headlines this all this whole entire season to come, just based off all the money that they've thrown at players. Well, not all because Jalen uh, Julius Randle's already been under his contract, but like you know, just signing Jalen Brunson being one of the big major free agent splashes this off season, and then now with RJ Barrett getting that extension. And who's to say? I mean, hey, it's not out of the cards that they can't get Donovan Mitchell, but let's see. Let's see, because if they get Donovan Mitchell, I don't see that working out, though, bro. There's well, too well much. they said they a, any trade involving Donovan Mitchell it, must include RJ Barrett. Yeah, but it can't happen now that he signed that extension. My point exactly. They better. They better. I mean, I don't know anything. I mean, I don't think they're gonna want to. They're <laughs> gonna want Julius Randle, so I don't know what they're gonna do with that. So, hey, but apparently exactly. though, apparently though. The Knicks and the Boston Celtics are interested in Carmelo Anthony. So it seems like Carmelo Anthony might ha- still have a home for this start of the season, which I would love to see because, you know, I still have a lot of love and respect for Carmelo Anthony, fellow Bariqua, just overall NBA great. So, hey, if he ends up going to New York, that's just like a Cinderella beautiful ending. But I still don't think Carmelo is going to make that, like, make or break that team. Correct. So he's an ex- can he, at this point in his Can career, he help out Boston? That's an established playoff team that is it keeps getting better every year. Yes, I think, especially now that the fact that they Danilo Gallinari got hurt and he's expected to be out for a significant amount of time. They signed him, and I thought that was a beautiful signing, a very underrated signing. But now that he's hurt, you need a guy to fill that void. Carmelo Anthony, why not? Yeah, if you can get Carmelo Anthony, where was it? Where was it that he was balling at? Oh, if you can get Portland uh, Portland Trailblazers Carmelo Anthony in Boston, oh. Pfft. You're set. You're good. Like you're 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 you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, not, not even Portland. I mean, if you can get LA, uh, Carmelo Anthony, he was still balling. Nah, I would say he was better in Portland. He was better in Portland based on the opportunity that he had. Exactly. Well, in Boston, he would have a better opportunity than he would in that he would have had in that he had in LA because in LA you were he was shadowed under, Le, under LeBron, and right? here he's gonna be shadowed under Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah, but I mean. Still, he could still play alongside those guys. They it was rare to see Le, uh, Carmelo and LeBron in the, on the court at the same time. That's for damn sure, right? Because of the style of games. And it's a, yeah, that that and also too, it's all system, bro. It's all system. Like I, I think, I, I think, I, I mean, in general, just the Lakers having the Darvin Ham now, lead like you know, coaching that team that could change shit. But I mean, obviously, he's not there. They're not bringing him back, so it is what it is. I just hope to see Melo on the team next year. But yeah, man. Hey, shit. It's been this was a very long episode. Regardless or not, it was needed. It's been a while since we actually talked sports. We told you guys we were going to talk sports in the next one. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Um, we're gonna we're gonna definitely go back to doing uh, weekly. So we'll see you guys next week. Um, yeah. And if you haven't checked out episode fifty nine, go check it out. The interview with Bill Burgos, our guy, and show him some love too. At Bill Burgos, Bill underscore Burgos, excuse me, on Instagram. Follow Active Sports Pod on IG as well. And shit, enjoy episode 60. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Deuce.